This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as Martha and I go back to Austin, Texas, but this time virtually. But before we get to our friends in Austin, Texas, just want to ask you, connect with us online. IWorkForHim.com. That's IWorkForHim.com. We want to hear from you. We want to make sure that you know you can contact us on the website. You can also contact us on our phone. Yeah, so we have a listener line, which is 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And that's a great way if you want to just leave a message or if you want to um, get a copy of the book that we're highlighting for the week sent to you from our book sponsor, we're happy to do that. And Jim, I just wanted to say, you know, we've had fun this week. We've gotten several texts this week from listeners. Um, one was listening to a podcast and was out on a, you know, jogging and listening to podcasts and thanking us for what um, they were listening to on the radio. Somebody uh, that joined the nation received their sticker in the mail and sent me a picture of that. That's so, fantastic. You know, we love interacting. So our phone numbers are out there. People can free, feel free to do that. Um, I would just say that you identify yourself if you're willing. That would be really, really cool. Hey, you guys know that we just got back from a major road trip. And this time we drove through Austin and didn't stop in Austin because our friends in Austin, Texas, that's Tony Dale and his team at the Karis Group and Sidera Health. They were moving into a brand new office complex and we knew they didn't need us getting under their feet. You were I, afraid to get sweaty. I was afraid that they would ask me to carry boxes. <laughs> and we were on slightly of a busy schedule. But, you know, we're always in pursuit of great stories of Jesus' impact in the marketplace. And in Austin, Texas, there's tons of those stories. And we've got Tony Dale and his team at the Karis Group and at Sedera Health that are always looking for great stories. But today, we're not going to go out into the community. We're going to focus right there on Tony Dale and his team to hear about what's going on in their lives. Tony Dale, welcome back to I Work For Him. Jim, thank you so much. It's a delight to be back with you and Martha. Uh, I mean, we want I really want to hear about your trip. You just got back from Taiwan, but before that, God has orchestrated you guys getting into a brand new world headquarters for for Sidera Health and the Karis Group. Talk to us about how God provided for you guys to be able to get that done. Well, I love your description of world headquarters. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I know Texas thinks of itself as a country on its own right. Uh, so I guess if we add the rest of the United States, we are at least international in that sense. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's been fascinating how the, the Lord has led in this particular uh, move. It, it's been on our hearts, I would say, for almost 10 years. Um, Austin prices are, are just climbing all the time. 
and for all sorts of reasons, I, I really felt that it would be really nice if the Lord would allow us to move into our own company home uh, rather than always be, you know, renting, leasing space uh, from commercial entities. Uh, and that's exactly what's, what's happened. We've just moved into this uh, marvelous 20,000 square foot uh, building here in South Austin, and uh, I'm sure you'll you'll hear comments from others. Uh, they've they've been here and enjoying it over the last uh, week or two. Uh, well, I've been been away, uh, but uh, it's amazing. It's uh, more than we could have ever asked or imagined. Oh yeah, I heard stories from Carrie when you were gone, and I'm not sure like Carrie, and she'll share later. But she wasn't necessarily enjoying those first couple of days <laughs> when they had a little bit of a you know a water backup problem. So you know, well, I, I think calling it a water backup would be a gracious way of describing. That's what I was trying to do. This is Christian radio, Tony. We're trying to make it you know nice. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. We need to keep our conversation clean. I understand that. Clean. <laughs> clean. That is great. I think people are getting the drift of what what that was all about. So, Tony, you just got back from a trip to Taiwan. What was that all about? Well, you know, I was born in Taiwan, so uh, have a long history there. And in fact, our family history uh, goes back uh, three generations. Uh, my father was was born in uh, China, where his parents were missionaries, uh, and uh, he actually very briefly, for one year as an infant, uh, spent some time in Taiwan uh, with his parents. Uh, so we we have a, a long family legacy of uh, really loving what God is doing among the Chinese people and uh, of finding ways to be engaged and involved. And part of the way that's worked out in my own life is over the last uh, 16 years, I think Felicity and I have been back there four times. Uh, each time, uh, you know, sort of under the auspices of, of different groups of people, uh, inviting us to come and to, to help uh, church leaders in Taiwan understand a little bit more of what's going on in house church movements around the world. Uh, and, yeah, there, there's a lot I, I can share uh, about this. And, you know, if you, you want me to go deeper, I'll be glad to. Well, but, yeah, we want to. Uh, I mean, for, uh, people, let's let's understand the politi- politics of Taiwan. Now, Taiwan is a country that is, I mean, it's not a state of China. It's a separate country, but it really is ruled by China, right? Uh, no. Okay. No, not not right. Okay. Uh, you would be describing the relationship, in a sense, between, say, China and Hong Kong. Okay. Um, Taiwan uh, was a province of China, uh, but uh, at the end of the Chinese Civil War, uh, when Mao Zedong and the communists had defeated uh, the nationalist government led by uh, you know, General Chiang Kai-shek, uh, Chiang Kai-shek and the nationalist army and many others uh, fled from mainland China to Taiwan, which at that stage was a province, and they set up government, uh, as it were, in opposition uh, to China mainland. Uh, And they called themselves the Republic of China, whereas the mainland was the People's Republic. Uh, So the the two have lived in 
uh, somewhat uneasy uh, tension uh, ever since. Uh, what used to be uh, open hostility uh, has been dramatically uh, impacted by huge growth of, uh, of commerce between the two. Uh, but it's still an uneasy situation. Is there freedom of religion there in Taiwan? Are, are people, are Christ followers able to live out their faith openly in Taiwan? Uh, absolutely. Taiwan is a, a classic representative democracy. Uh, I, I'm not sure I'd say it's always been that way. It was, uh, it was an evolution from, uh, from, you know, 49. You know, they went through some really rough years. Uh, but it, it has moved from being a somewhat benevolent dictatorship into a true democracy. And in fact, uh, the party in political power right now uh, is a party that is uh, very open uh, in their desire to see Taiwan uh, move formally uh, towards severing any ties with China. Um, I don't think that's at all likely to happen, but uh, uh, it's a measure of the political freedom there is. uh, Nowadays, they can even discuss such things openly. So, Tony, in Taiwan, in in relationship to what we talk about on I Work For Him every day, how do you see Christ followers in Taiwan working out, living out their faith in their work? Uh, well, I, I wish we'd been able to spend more time. We had three lovely weeks, mm-hmm. and you know, in that time, we did four conferences. Wow. So you're, you're moving fairly quickly <laughs> from place to place and yeah. group of people to a new group, so you don't feel like you get to know folk really well. Sure. Uh, but having said that, we had many wonderful conversations with uh, people who are very actively exploring how they bring their faith into their work. I, I think of a couple... Uh, uh, who uh, are very involved in the art world, particularly in Chinese calligraphy uh, or Chinese uh, writing of their characters, uh, which is, you know, a, a serious skill in its own right. Uh, and they found ways to use calligraphy and what they're doing with the Chinese characters to help people understand uh, how much has actually entered into Chinese culture uh, through the Christian faith uh, over the years. Uh, some, you know, which would date back thousands of years with you wondering how did these biblical concepts even get into their language so what was your purpose of being in taiwan uh, our purpose was these conferences that we had been invited to come and speak at. Uh, they, uh, each of our four trips over the last 16 years has been focused on raising the awareness of house church movements and helping, uh, t- typically helping, uh, you know, traditional existing church structures um, uh, think through uh, how they could perhaps be more effective, particularly in evangelism, uh, by understanding and really uh, applying the principles in Luke 10 and the person of peace and the uh, sort of rapidly multiplying uh, disciple-making movements that come out of an understanding of that passage. When we come back, lots more with Tony. Tony Dale has these two companies, the Karis Group and Sidera Health, and you've heard us talk about them many times on the air, but if you've got a corporation, if you've got a company, an organization, and you're looking for a solution, an alternative to to health insurance and you're looking for health care, they've got a solution that is really corporate health care sharing. And Tony Dale, before we get back into the conversation about what's going on in Taiwan, because I really want to hear, because all of us want to know what God's doing in other parts of the world. Talk to us about corporate health care sharing. How does this work? 
Uh, well, I'd love to, to touch on that briefly, and I, I think most of your listeners will be aware of the uh, Christian Healthcare Sharing Ministries uh, and the you know fantastic work that you know a group like Samaritan Ministries and MediShare are doing uh, within the individual market. Uh, but the Affordable Care Act limited what they could do uh, to those who share uh, the ability to sign their faith statements. Uh, and uh, my heart in the creation of Sidero was finding a way to take these biblical principles, uh, but bring them out in the marketplace. I, I believe, you know, all truth is God's truth. And uh, when we have a, a country that's struggling, uh, I mean, really going bankrupt uh, because of the bottomless pit of health care cost, uh, and we have biblical principles that show people ways to do this more effectively, uh, more ethically, uh, at sort of half the price of uh, classic insurance models, then I think we have an obligation to bring those models to market. And that is exactly what Sidera Health is about. And when you look at, I mean, I've been on your website many times, and you look at the pricing of getting people involved in this. I mean, right now, healthcare costs are have, well, in the last decade, have skyrocketed. I mean, two and three times the price that it was before Obamacare came in to save us all money. What, what's amazing about this healthcare sharing is it's got this biblical model, yet you're, the companies participating aren't necessarily run by Christ followers. They, there's these aren't, these aren't Christian organizations. These are people who just understand, right, Tony Dale, that that healthcare sharing is a cost-effective model and it's out-of-the-box thinking that really meets a need and does it uh, cost-effectively, right? Uh, well, ab absolutely. I mean, the, the sharing economy is what uh, people tend to describe this of, uh, you know, in uh, economic circles and uh, in the popular press. And we're all familiar with the sort of Uber models for, you know, how to handle transport and the Airbnb models for how to handle, uh, you know, somewhere to stay when you travel. Um, really, what this is doing is extending those models, but specifically uh, from a foundation that uh, has its roots um, uh, in, in Scripture of saying that when a group or a community of people choose to trust each other and share, uh, then they can actually share each other's medical needs, and they can do this in a highly coordinated and effective way, uh, and they, they can do it without all the middlemen in, in between, uh, and it becomes so much cheaper. And people can find out more online at Sedera, S-E-D-E-R-A.com, Sedera.com. All right, Tony Dill, let's go back to Taiwan for a second. You, you, you and your incredible bride, Felicity, got to spend three weeks in doing conferences on the house church movement there in Taiwan. Tell us about the house church movement in Taiwan and tell us about the house church movement as it relates here in the U.S. Okay, well, the house church movement in Taiwan I would describe as in its infancy. Um, there, uh, there are not a lot of house churches. Taiwan is a prosperous, uh, Western-orientated nation. Uh, that means all of the Western denominations have, uh, you know, mission groups and Bible schools and this type of thing there. And, and so uh, Christianity in Taiwan does not look too dissimilar from Christianity uh, here in the United States, that the focus is really on the big. Uh, but a growing number of people are recognizing that 
you know, they've represented maybe five to six, maybe as much as seven percent of the population uh, would identify themselves as Christians. Uh, but it's been that way for 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, and, you know, those who are serious about how do you reach a country for Christ have to ask themselves, you know, if there, if there isn't a meaningful uh, ongoing growth in the body of Christ, uh, then something is wrong, something's missing. Uh, and so we, we've been invited in on a number of occasions to help uh, them think through why is it that certain countries, of which mainland China would be a classic example, uh, have had exploding house church movements uh, that, that have you know, been uh, every bit as significant and, uh, in terms of numbers, massively larger even than what we read about in the New Testament. Uh, and, and so uh, that, that's why we go. We love to help people understand what's going on in house church movements, the uh, importance of every member ministry, of really beginning to understand the church as two or three gathered in Jesus' name, uh, and what happens when ordinary believers take that seriously. You and Felicity and George Barna wrote a book called Small is Big, Unleashing the Power of Intentionally Small Churches. We gave a copy of that to a, a young couple on Sunday, and they are devouring this book. It is so fun to see people uh, open that book and start to understand what, what, what was the small church, what, what is Acts all about, and what is a, a, a small church, where's the power in that, and, and well, I don't know, G- give a summary on that book. Give a 30-second summary on Small is Big. <laughs> Well, I, I think the power of the church uh, is the presence of Jesus, uh, and I actually personally believe that the presence of Jesus essentially defines what church is. You know, where two or three are gathered together in my name, and I am there in the midst. Uh, and uh, that, that's why the, the small thing is so powerful, because in, in, in community where people see and experience the, the presence of Jesus, that's life transforming. Let's give away a copy of that book today. 866-713-9675. 866-713-9675. If you really want to find out more about the house church movement, want to find out about intentionally small churches, get a copy of Small is Big, 866-713-9675. Yeah, I'm, you were reading my mind, Jim, because I was thinking the same thing that might have pricked somebody's ideas. So, Tony, um, recently we talked about on the radio um, about the Kingdom Leadership Workshop that took place in Lubbock, Texas um, a while back. And you sent 17 members there. And I just um, wondered what they're coming back and telling you about their experience when they were in Lubbock. Yeah, you got to go last year. And if you remember, we did a show as you were mm-hmm. in the in the Lubbock airport waiting to get back to Austin. And, <laughs> and we got your highlights. But now you sent team members and we got to see them all. They all behaved well, by the way. They had to sit at a couple of tables because there wasn't enough room at one table. Let's hear about that impact. What, what did they come back telling you all about? Uh, you know, uh I'm going to be learning a lot as I listen to some of them through the rest of this show because uh, I disappeared off to Taiwan uh, virtually as they arrived back from the conference. Uh, but yes, uh, since being back here for a couple of days now, uh, I've heard from several of them. And I think what really has blown some of them away uh, is the power of the, the prophetic word, uh, because the way the conference was set up, uh, everybody who came 
name, uh, received from the people who had been praying for the conference uh, some thoughts towards things that maybe God wanted to touch their lives on. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I've had a couple of people just say to me, how did they read my mail like that? It's <laughs> mm-hmm. so true. So, so Tony, maybe we can reframe the question in the sense that you went last year and you saw that it was important enough for you to send seven other people from your leadership to the conference this year. Take time away from work right before your office move. And that's no big deal. You know, no big feat right there. I mean, that's a huge feat. And so um, tell, maybe tell our listeners why you thought that was so important. Well, we're absolutely committed as a company or group of companies nowadays to uh, the reality uh, of what we do being Christ-centered. You know, the Word of God teaches all of us that we're to seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. So, you know, when you start thinking about that in a corporate sense, what does it mean for a believer who, uh, you know, has been given the privilege uh, of, you know, founding companies like these to uh, see them as companies that are truly seeking first the kingdom? How, How do we make the kingdoms of this world the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ where he shall reign? Uh, and so I knew that by uh, encouraging, you know, many more in our leadership team to go and, and see really some of the pioneering work uh, of Rick and Holly Beatenbau and Beatenbau Homes, uh, that this would be uh, a life-transforming experience for mm-hmm. them. Uh, and I think that's exactly uh, what is going on. You can't help but feel the difference when you walk through the doors of Beaten Bow Homes and Cornerstone. It is it is amazing. And, and Martha and I did have a conversation because we got those letters, too, because we got to attend the conference. And, and the letters that were written, directed by the Holy Spirit from complete strangers that didn't know who we were, were spot on. And I know that Carrie came up to me, and she's going to share this after the after the break, but Carrie came up to me and she goes, did you write that letter? Did, was that you? Did you write that? <laughs> How did they know those things? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I swear you told them what to say. I'm like, I have no idea. But it was something that she and I had talked about prior to that. And so it was very, very interesting. And we're talking with Tony Dale and his team from Sidera Health and the Karis Group. Boy, I'd love for you to check them out online. Sidera.com, S-E-D-E-R-A.com. If you are, if you run an organization, you run a business, and you're looking for an alternative to healthcare, and you want to check out healthcare sharing based on a biblical model, I really want you to check them out online. Sidera.com, Sidera.com. Hey, Martha, I'm sporting this lower voice today. It, I could I could be a real radio guy with this lower <laughs> voice. You are a real radio guy. But I got just in case you but were wondering. But I actually got a bass voice today. That would, that'd be more like a DJ. It, oh, a DJ. Yeah. Hey, we're flipping hey, the tunes today. Hey, we're spinning the go. record. All right, well, <laughs> this segment of the show, I really want, the next two segments, I really want you to hear from a couple of other Sidera and Kar- the Karis Group employees who got to go to the Kingdom Leadership Workshop in Lubbock, Texas, with Martha and I back the last week of April. And what an incredible experience. And you've already heard a ton of shows about it. And we've got some more that we're going to play later this summer. But what an incredible opportunity it was to see a kingdom company in action. And Carrie Fuchek and Jamie Aguilar, they got to experience the same thing we did from a different perspective. They don't run Sidera or the Karis Group, but they're heavily influenced in the leadership there, in the team, and they support the leadership team each and every day. And I wanted you to hear from their perspective, because it's great hearing from Martha and I, but wow, how about hearing from some people who 
are yeah, just different people. It's nice to hear from different people. All right. So Carrie and Jamie, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for having us. <laughs> All right. So, Carrie, Tony, Tony talked a little bit about it. So we might as well just jump right into it before we get into the questions about the Kingdom Leadership Workshop. Jamie and Carrie, you guys got letters just like Martha and I did written by complete strangers, part of their prayer and intercessory team for the Kingdom Leadership Workshop. As they prepared for six weeks prior to the workshop, they wrote every person in attendance a personalized letter inspired they said by the Holy Spirit, specifically a message for each one of you. Now, Jamie, I don't know your story, but Carrie, Carrie comes up to me in the middle of one of the workshops, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the show today and goes, did you write that letter? Actually, what she said was, was it you? (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, what are you talking about? Was it you? (laughs) I loved it. It was like, you were going right there. You're You're like, like, you know, you're guilty that she was so convinced that Jim had written this letter because um, who else would have known the details? It was like, there's no way anybody could know that stuff except for you, Jim. That's what you said. Talk to us about the conversation we had had beforehand and what that note said to you, Carrie. Well, the only other person that obviously knew was the Lord. So that's why I was just really floored by my letter. Um, Previously, Jim and I had um, spoken about this radio show and some questions that he wanted to ask me. And I said, oh, no, you can't ask me that. I I don't do that. You know, I just do this. And he's like, Carrie, you don't realize how much worth or value that you bring to Tony and the company. And so he said, you need to go home and pray about these questions. You can, you know, come back tomorrow and we'll tackle it. So we did. And, um, he, you know, we had just talked over email and just talked about, you know, me thinking more, I guess, value of myself or what I bring to others here at work. And, um, my letter specifically spelled that out. So when I opened it, I was, my mouth hit the floor. Mm. (laughs) Um, and, and Jamie had a really cool experience as well. I mean, we were just, and you know, Jamie and I had spoken about, um, my experience with Jim and just what we had talked about. And she saw my letter and was just like blown away. So, I mean, it just shows how God is real and he speaks to us clearly. And it was just really awesome. So Jamie, do you want to share anything about your prayer letter that was provided for you and how it might've spoken to you or the impression that it made on you? Sure. Yeah. It was, you know, given to us all at the very, toward the very beginning of the conference. Um, And I don't, I didn't know we were going to get a note. And so it was like, oh, wow, we, okay, we get a note. And mm-hmm. hearing it from the prayer team and, and opening it and just, I felt like I could hardly finish reading it because it was instantly so meaningful. And um, it, it it was just so on point. And it was written from God's perspective. And what it talked about was something that's really been on my heart lately. And it just meant so much to me. And I thought, you know, it's not random that that was written. It was so Mm -hmm. purposely placed there for me to read. And so I really appreciated it. Um, It just, it got my attention from the very start of the conference. That's so great. Thanks for sharing that. You know, one of the things that I just want to highlight is the fact that one of the things we learned that happens at Beatonbow Homes, and they were using that as their example, was the fact that 
They actually have people on their staff that are intercessors for their business, for their employees, for their customers, their clients, their field workers, things like that. And um, that is something we have become exposed to in different businesses across the country, Jim, that um, people are using um, the aspect of intercessory prayer on behalf of others. And, you know, we think oh, on staff, yeah. I mean, people on staff. Yeah. And it, like using their work time to pray. And what an and idea. We, you know, that's just so foreign to so many. But the fact that that was an important detail of the conference or the workshop, not an afterthought. Carrie, can I read your letter? Can I, can I read what it said to you? Of course. All right. It, it, on the top, it said value. Then below it said, Carrie, you have questioned your value lately. The father wants you to know he's delighted in you. There is no other like you. Mm. I, I just, I am, I'm amazed because it's almost <laughs> word for word what I had said to you, which is just hilarious. That's how you know that God is speaking when he starts Amen. to repeat himself and you know he's right. got something to say. Mm-hmm. Jamie, did you want to read yours? Or was yours too, like, too personal? Um, so, so I've been really trying to work on my prayer life and just, you know, sort of dealing with life situations as we all are and, and, and really trying to learn to pray much more intentionally and specifically and to the Lord in a, in a different way, um, in a true, he is my father way. It's hard to explain, but, um, but I've had some wise counsel on it. And so mine says, when you pray, do so with great expectation. So that part was, was new because I think sometimes when I pray, I, I don't know. I just don't know if I'm truly praying with that expectation. So anyhow, it says, I dearly love you. You are my child. I am working on your behalf. Just remember, my answers may arrive in ways and at times that you least expect. And it it's hard to explain in a quick minute, but it is 100% on point. So it's meant a lot to me. And my point in bringing that up as part of our show today, as we talk about the Kingdom Leadership Workshop and the impact on Sidera Health and the Karis Group is you guys got to see for real, in real time, the power of the Holy Spirit working in your lives and in the lives of a complete stranger in the same state, however, six hours away, so they couldn't possibly know you. And the Holy Spirit said the same thing to you and repeated it through somebody else to drive the point home. And that's the power of a kingdom company. When people start to submit to the Lord's leadership in their lives. And I saw it. I mean, Martha, we got to make sure on one of our together on Tuesdays, we read our letters. Yeah, we we, we, we got to do that. All right. So let's, I, I want to thank you guys for being transparent on that deal. Mm-hmm. As we talk with Carrie Fuchek and Jamie Aguilar, Carrie, am I saying your last name right? I want to make sure I stay. It's, I don't, it's I, Fochek. Fochek. Okay. No, I don't. It's not okay. It's I, not okay. It Get it right, Jim. I apologize. <laughs> Carrie Fochek and Jamie Aguilar. <laughs> you know what? I, it's, I don't want to screw it up and I apologize. Help me learn. Okay. okay. I, we're talking about the... You know, as Sidera Health and the Karis Group sent several team members, it was was it seven or was it nine? I believe it was seven. Okay, seven seven team members to Lubbock, Texas, to experience the Kingdom Leadership Workshop. I really want to talk about the impact that you guys came back because you guys all went as a team. Not everybody get to stay the whole time, but what did you, as you guys went, what did you expect based on what Tony said to you after he came back last year? What, Jamie, what did you expect to experience? 
I, I knew a little bit about their unique style of doing business because my boss, Mike, and then Tony and Felicity and some others had been before, and they came back super excited to share with us. So I kind of had a, a general idea of, of some of it, but um, but you can just really catch the vision even more clearly when you're there in person. You're just you're away from your everyday tasks, and you can just kind of clear your mind and think through things. And it was very relaxing atmosphere. They had such nice food and just comfortable, a comfortable setting, um, wonderful live music, great speakers. And we could just, you could just feel the love that they have there, you know, amongst their family, the Beaton Bow family and the staff, um, loving on people was clearly a priority. Have you ever been to a business conference before Jamie? Um, I've been to business conferences, but not this type. Have you ever seen that many people cry from the platform? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and not that. And that's a good thing. You oh know, goodness, I mean, it's absolutely. so hard when you haven't been there, but the transparency, I think that's missing in a lot of businesses. So that really spoke and resonated. And um, the transparency impacted. was breathtaking. I mean, it really. Exactly. That, so I just want to throw out there because, you know, it's really hard sometimes to listen to a conversation like this and go, but I wasn't there and I don't get to experience this. So I just want to point out that Kingdom at Work does have another workshop coming up in October of this year. So if you just go to kingdomatwork.com, people can check it out. And I think that um, it's October 16th through the 18th back in Lubbock, Texas. I figured they could read all that on the internet, but um, I wanted to point out one thing that Tony learned when we were talking to Tony Dale earlier is that he took some of his leaders last year and said, man, the way to really translate this is to bring more of my team. So we all hear it together and all get to experience it together and take it back to the workplace. So I just want to encourage our listeners, if this is piquing your interest at all, the key to this event, this workshop, is that you get to roll up your sleeves, you get to dig in, and you get to spend some time talking and digesting the things that you're learning. And to do that, you need to bring your team with you. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at it. And in fact, they will not take a reservation unless two or more people from a um, uh, business are registering right, because together. It's too hard to implement change in any kind of an organization if multiple people haven't experienced this. And now that, really what you guys just said, now that uh, 10 people from Sidera Health and the Karis Group have experienced yeah. it. Tony Dale and Mike and Jamie all are prepared now to completely revolutionize the company. And that's what we're going to talk about when we mm-hmm. come back. You're listening to I Work For Him as we talk with Carrie Fochek and Jamie Aguilar as they talk about... Did I get it right that time? I did right that time. Jamie, am I saying yep. your last name right or not? Yes, sir. You have it correct. Okay. Well, it's this rough crowd, I'll tell you. All right. As we're talking about the impacts, really learning how to create a kingdom company and what these guys learn at the Kingdom Leadership Workshop. That's right. So um, about a month ago, we were able to be in Lubbock, Texas, and there a group of people from the Karis Group and Sidera Health were there as well. One of our so regular supporters to I Work For Him, one of our sponsors, people that help keep us on the air. Yes. So we have um, enjoyed having this opportunity to recap and talk about it because it's it can make an impact on a business when you go and spend the time, get away from work and go to a workshop that not only exposes you to biblical truth, how to apply them to your business, but also doing it with a team so that when you come back, you, you're you not having to you know revamp everything. So that's what we're just talking about today is the fact that um, this is what... 
Tony Dale and his team have done. And they're, um, of course, they they came back and had to move their offices to their new location. So I'm sure that, you know, they've got some digesting still to do on this end of it. But we're having fun talking with uh, Carrie and Jamie. Jamie about it. All right. So... Gary, I didn't ask you this question, but you know, I, 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 you know, you and I talk all the time, but you know, I know that you had an incredible experience at the Kingdom Leadership Workshop. I want to know what was your biggest takeaway. I know the food was great. So we're not talking about the food. I mean, literally the best conference food ever. So we're not going to talk. So we're about not going to talk about the best conference food ever. We're not going to do this. so. Carrie, don't go up. there. Don't talk about it. What was your biggest takeaway, Carrie Fochek, about going to the Kingdom Leadership Workshop and and, and the takeaway that you're bringing back to the office? Hmm, my takeaway. Well, they, you know, we learn lots of different things that Beat and Bow does um, with their employees. Um, and we do several of those things already here um, at the Caris Group and Sidera. Um, I felt like, I mean, I learned some more of, them, of those type of things. Um, and they went in to describe what they look like, what that means, how many people have come to Christ through these activities that they do, um, which is just really awesome and encouraging. Okay. Um, the question was your biggest takeaway. So the thing that you came takeaway. home and you couldn't wait to tell your family when you got around the kitchen table, what was the biggest takeaway? Maybe oh, it's my your... biggest takeaway was my card. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the incredible, so you saw the power of the Holy spirit in a business environment. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, actually when I was thinking about that, what I was really blown away to in a moment, sitting in that room, looking around saying, wow, look at all these business leaders. There's so much hope in the world that all these people care enough to come to this conference to do their business with leading with the Lord. Like that was just probably, I mean, that was just awesome. Because there, the room was full of all these people who love the Lord, who are successful people and wanting to be able to incorporate this into their workplace. So I think that was my awe moment. Mm. That's what about, good. What about you, Jamie Aguilar? Talk to, me, talk to us about your biggest takeaway. Maybe it's your biggest spiritual moment. What was your, your biggest takeaway from the conference? Well, I think a huge theme throughout the conference. There were, there were multiple speakers, and it seemed like lots of the speakers kind of kept getting to the same point. I mean, they all gave great information, but I digress. Sorry. Um, I think it was intentionally caring for people and helping them get to their God-given potential and just helping each other become better people. It boiled down to love God and love people. That's what I kept hearing people say, love God and love people. Well, I think so Jesus said that. I think Jesus exactly. said that first, right? Exactly. Yeah. You are correct. But you know, yeah, it's so cool, but, but sometimes we forget that we're called to be servants to others and to love others. And whether that's loving on your own staff, because they were a great example of that, or serving your customers very well, um, or, or even things like going on mission trips together where you're where you're serving elsewhere. It's all important. And I think you hit the key with the word love because in our culture, in our society, we don't use the word love in business at the same time very often. Um, But yet that's really what it boils down to, isn't it? Yes, that's true. That's awesome. So what do you... Oh, go ahead, Carrie. Oh, I just wanted to say, uh, Cal, I had written this down when he had spoke. Cal Zant, the president of Beaten Bow Homes. Mm-hmm. Right. He said a leader's mission is to intentionally care for their people and raise them up in their full God-given potential. 
So that's kind of like what, what Jamie was saying. That was a quote from Cal that he had said that. And that was awesome. Every leader, which every one of us is a leader if we have influence over other people, as we do all have influence over other people. But if every leader of every business that's out there that's a Christ follower would do that, would bring out the best in their people, our country would be transformed. Uh, I mean, because we all know, based on what we experience, beating Bo Holmes people, they treat their people like people. They're not a number. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was powerful. All right. So what was uh, Jamie, because Carrie already hinted at this, there's some things that you guys already do, but what was one thing, Jamie, that you heard at, at the kingdom leadership workshop as we talk about that and, and how it impacted Sidera health and the Karis group. And you can check out Sidera online at Sidera.com and the Karis group.com two organizations that can transform your health care experience. Talk to me about what's one thing you got. You already, Hey, we're already doing this. Jamie, your perspective on one thing you're already doing and one thing that you learned that you would love to see uh, the Karis Group in Sidera do? Um, something that we already do is that we do have gift matching for staff. If you give a charitable contribution, Karis will match that donation up to a certain amount each year. And I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, something new that we, we have now started to implement is the, the one-on-one meetings that they have. And so we've, we've started that with our leadership team and they're kind of, um, you know, getting a feel for it, getting the hang of it, trying a couple of different techniques or, you know, sort of trying a couple of different things with it. And then soon we'll have that trickle down to all of the staff. And that's um, just to explain the one-on-one to anyone who hasn't heard about those, that is where you meet with your direct supervisor once a week. And the point is for it to be on a very regular basis. And the employee can talk about whatever they would like to talk about with their direct supervisor. And so you really get to know each other. And it's sort of a, a time you can be mentored and you can you could just learn about each other. And that really helps your relationship grow. And so then when you are back in the business setting, you understand that person so much better. So, so I think those are really neat. Uh, I'm, I missed it. I checked out for just two seconds. Are you guys doing the one-to-ones? It just started. You just started doing the one-to-ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And what's funny is we did a random show after the Kingdom Leadership Workshop where- Played yesterday. Where, where play that, that played yesterday that we'll probably play again of 11 Beaten Bow employees just asking them questions. And one of the questions we asked them was, how significant is the one-to-one to you? And every one of them said, it's their favorite part of every week. And that one-to-one has nothing to do with work. It has everything about relationships. Uh, and, and that was very, very powerful. So it sounds like we might need to do some follow-up with these guys in on a few months ones. on how they're going. One-to-ones. So That's, keep it up. Good job. I like that. So, Carrie, what was one thing that you thought would be great for uh, the Karis Group and Sidera Health to implement? Um, well, one thing that they do, and actually we are going to be implementing it already, uh, speaking with Tony about it, is their weekly jump starts. So they typically like invite everybody. It's you know it's an optional um, attendance. Um, have breakfast, breakfast tacos, and kind of do different things. So it's kind of like a Bible study, but it's not always based biblically. Um, it's just kind of like an icebreaker, getting to know about each other, caring for one another. They might play games, um, and it's a weekly thing. And they they called it their jump starts. Mm-hmm. So and and building again, relationships. Yeah, I was just going to say, what do you think the biggest take or biggest outcome will be from starting those? Yeah, building relationships with everybody like that's there. 
Mm. You know, there's just so many things that although, um, you know, you don't ever want to be like secretive about your agenda. But the truth is, if you're feeding into your employees, you're building relationships, the loyalty is going to stay there. The the ability to for retention in the office, the ability for transparency. I mean, there's so many things that can come out of having a better relationship with the people that we work with. So that's what we really hope happens. Well, can you imagine the impact, Carrie and Jamie, on your environment? You guys implement even the one-to-ones and these weekly jumpstarts. Let's just say you implement those two things. Imagine how hard it would be for you to leave that job in the future one day because of the relationships that have been built. I mean, it'll make it so that you don't ever want to leave. Isn't that true? That's where we're at right now, even without that. We don't want to leave. We love, we love our job and who we work with. I mean, we're like a family. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And how many people get the privilege of, of, of actually saying that? I mean, that's, that's a pretty uh, awesome. That's pretty, that's an awesome. That's what every sure boss is. wants to hear. Yes. What were you going to say, Jamie? Very blessed. <laughs> that's great. Jamie, you were going to say something. I interrupted you. Oh, no, I just said it sure is. It is a blessing. So when you guys look at the impact on you personally, do you think your family, yeah, really quick, was your family happy that you went? I mean, the people that you hang out with every day, could they tell the difference after you went to the the Kingdom Leadership Workshop? Carrie? Um, Well, yeah, I mean, they were... My, my family, I was texting my husband, telling him things in the evening or, or talking with him. And uh, he knew how excited I was about it. And he's like, that's awesome. Jamie, like, he, yeah. Jamie oh, what ahead. about you? Same here. Yeah. When I told my, <clears throat> my husband all about it, he was really excited too, just to hear all the things that had happened and the things that I'd learned. And, and so much of it is things that you can put into practice in your family life mm-hmm. too. I mean, is. here is. is my work family, but my home family. Jamie Aguilar and Carrie Fochek, thanks so much for being on I Work For Him today. You guys were awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you so Thank much you for having us. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, but ultimately, I, I work, work For Him. him.